Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Strained peas and carrots, chicken fingers, or mac and cheese, they're convenient for your kids and yummy, I'm sure. But at the end of a hectic day, you deserve to reward yourself with something delicious and nutritious. I know you're thinking, lovely idea, but who has the time or energy to cook? I get that. With Factor, that's F-A-C-T-O-R, you get restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prep, no cooking, and no cleanup. Always fresh, never frozen. There are over 35 options each week to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, and more. They even have smoothies, wellness shots, and nutritious snacks. Plus, Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So sign up, save, and treat yourself to the fine cuisine you deserve. Head to factormeals.com slash unruffled50 and use code unruffled50 to get 50% off. That's code unruffled50 at factormeals.com slash unruffled50 to get 50% off. Bon appetit. Like a lot of people, I grew up loving music from classic Disney films. In fact, my sisters and I used to perform plays for the neighborhood that were basically just us lip-syncing to Disney movie soundtracks. And when I was raising my own kids, I found that music could be a wonderful cure for afternoon doldrums, interactive entertainment for car rides, or whenever I had work to do. One of my kids even learned to read from following along on songbooks. When the music was on, I'd usually find myself dancing away, singing along, and sometimes we'd all break into a goofy, impromptu dance party. Disney Junior Hits is the official music playlist for songs from your favorite Disney Junior shows, and now it's easier than ever to access them. Just search for Disney Junior Hits, available wherever you stream your music. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury. Welcome to Unruffled. In this episode of Unruffled, I'm going to be responding to an email from a mom who's getting frustrated by her persistent two-year-old who keeps repeating her question, even though her mama said no. And I'll discuss what to do when children keep repeating, repeating, repeating. Now, before I begin, I want to remind everyone that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com, in paperback at Amazon, and in ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. That's No Bad Kids and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. So this is how Nicole describes her situation. Hi, Janet. I love your site and podcast, and I've been working hard to implement many of your tips and ideas. One thing I haven't seen anything written about is how to handle repeated asking. For example, my daughter will ask to watch a TV show, and I'll tell her that she can't do that right now, and she'll just go on asking again and again. She's two. I feel compelled to respond to her and tell her no again, but the more she does it, the more I get frustrated. I feel like if I don't answer when she asks or says my name directly, that I'm just ignoring her. How would you handle respond to this? Thanks, Nicole. Okay, so there is one reason that children repeat themselves. There's really only one reason that they, they do this. It hooks us. And if they feel that they're hooking us, hooking us meaning we're getting frustrated, we're feeling like we've got to keep responding, um, they're pushing our button or they're you know, bugging us, just annoying us. That's why they do it. 
So in this case, when it's about a no question, then, you know, you give your answer and your child heard it the first time for sure. She probably knew it before she even asked. She probably knew you were going to say no to that. And then she repeats, repeats, can I do this? Can I watch TV? And then I would just do less. Just nod your head, maybe get a little tune going in your head, la 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 la, not to be mean, but really just to help yourself not get hooked in. I don't know if you've ever, anybody listening has ever had someone in their life that was trying to bother them. And then finally, they realized, you realized that if you just didn't let it bother you, they stopped. Well, that's what this is. And children aren't, it's not like they're mean and they're really trying to bother us. It's interesting for them. Wow, all I have to do is keep saying these words and my mother gets frustrated. So it feels like this weird little powerful thing to do. And it's, it's interesting. And it's really hard for them not to follow their impulse to keep doing this. So it's not, it, it's not like they have negative intentions and they're mean kids or bratty kids. They're just exploring this. You know, children are amazing learners and they're just built to explore and experiment and check these things out. So they're really just doing their job. Our job is to not get hooked in. So don't say no again. Don't repeat yourself. If you catch yourself repeating yourself, then realize that you've gotten on the wrong track and you're starting to get hooked or you're getting hooked in. And don't take the bait. Don't do it. Just la la la, you know, in your mind. And then if you keep hearing it and hearing it, then you might turn, you might nod your head, maybe say, wow, you're still asking about that. You're still asking about that TV. Or, you know, that seems really hard for you to accept the answer on that. But again, I wouldn't put too much, too many words into it, too much energy into it at all. So you're not going to be actively ignoring your child. You're just ignoring the behavior, the annoying part of the behavior. <laughs> and, you know, I think I said in my one of my posts that if I could invent an annoyance filter, then I would probably make millions of dollars. Um, but imagine you're putting on your little annoyance filter. La, la, la. You know, it's sort of like, I mean, this is similar to, to whining, to, you know, screaming back at us, uh, other things that we have to find a way if we're going to survive parenting with a toddler, especially, or even an older child, we're going to have to find a way to let those things be just like we try to let other feelings be all of our child's feelings, let all of these annoying behaviors just be. So what? It's not a big deal, right? We can rise above this. And that's what I recommend doing. Now, this can also happen with things. It's very interesting because children are just brilliant in the way that they find these little areas of weakness in us where, again, not intentionally, you know, looking to be mean to us, but they'll sense these, these areas of weakness. One common one is books. They want us to read a book. And of course, we're jumping at the chance. Oh, wow, I want my child to be so literate. And this is so important that they get books and that, you know, they want them to become readers. And of course, I've got to do this. So they'll read 50,000 books to their child and have a really hard time saying no to that. 
And therefore, their child will just have this urge to keep asking for books, keep asking for books. Does the child really want another book? Very likely not. But it's hard to resist the impulse to see how far you can push. And if you're going to get that person to that kind of annoyance place, which we get to because we are unsure about saying no. That's the only reason we would get to that annoyance place, because we're, we're unsure about saying you know, no, I'm not going to keep answering you or I'm not going to keep reading you books. Another um, situation that is hard for parents to resist getting caught up in is when children ask why. Because, of course, we're thinking, wow, I want an inquisitive child and this is amazing and they, you know, they're learning so much and they, they're interested and they want to learn more. But sometimes the why, why, why becomes this repetitive thing and we get hooked in. And then children will say it just to see if it's still going to bother us. So there we have to find a way to, to, first of all, see it for what it is. Don't get caught up in that, oh, she really needs to know why. And, you know, those kind of worries that are going to, um, I don't know, they're going to be, they're going to be there on some level for most of us where we're going to have to say, okay, there's that worry. I'm going to let it go um, and really trust my child's intelligence here that she knows what she's doing. So she doesn't really need to keep knowing why the sky is blue and the, you know, I can give her an answer the first time and maybe the second time if I'm enjoying it. And then if it gets to the point where I'm starting to get the slightest bit annoyed, I'm going to say, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'll give a silly answer. Like, I don't know, maybe because gorillas live up there or, you know, just something totally <laughs> off the wall uh, to let her know that I know that she's messing with me. Or I might just say, oh, I think I'm done answering questions for now. Just something very confident, not getting hooked in, um, understanding that children are easily underestimated and mostly totally know what they're doing. Another instance when we might get caught up in this is, let's say that our child has this wonderful story that we say together, or we have a game together, you know, and she keeps wanting to say it. And of course, we want to do this because, oh, it's the special game that we have together. And this thing where she says something, and then I say something, whatever it is, um, there again, we might worry like, oh, she wants this intimacy with me. You know, so give her that the first time. And then try to recognize the point when it's becoming a test. Try to recognize that early on. And even if you know, maybe you were wrong and she really did want to know more. Just nod your head and smile or say, I hear you. You're still talking about that story. There's nothing unloving about that. So you, we don't have to worry about that. So let's think of some other things that we could say, because I know that it helps to hear the words to say. It's really all about our attitude again. We could say a number of things that would all be fine. It's really about how we are perceiving the behavior and how we're feeling about it. If we're feeling like, oh, you know, I'm getting annoyed and frustrated, we're not going to say helpful things no matter what we say. What's important here is to really perceive the behavior, first of all, totally normal. Almost all kids do some version of this at some point. And it's doesn't mean that they're, you know, they've got issues or they're bad kids or they're super fragile or, or anything else. It just means that if it continues, it means that we're getting hooked in. So this is on us to, to stop at any time, just like almost all of the annoying behaviors that children have. 
We're not stopping it by saying you can't say this anymore because that's not going to work. We're stopping it by not giving it power, by not giving it attention or emotion. Most importantly, emotion. Our emotion is something children feel miles away. And yes, that definitely creates interest for them. This is a favor that we're doing for our children because we don't want them to go out in the world thinking that it's cute to annoy people or that, you know, getting people to the point of frustration is okay. So we're the ones that teach them those things. I mean, that's why people say, you hear people say things like, well, we're not doing them any favors by letting them test like this and going along with it, things like that. Because when they go out in the world, we want them to understand these subtleties in relationships that having somebody frustrated with you is not something that you want to, um, to seek. Again, it's always good to have these kinds of boundaries for yourself as parents, for ourselves, to rise above, to always remember we're the adult. Here's some person who's been around for two years. What could they possibly do that could bother me? What could they possibly do that could really frustrate me? Unless I let them. So I hope this helps give Nicole and anybody else a sense of positive power and that you can, you know, let go of some of these worries that you're going to discourage or they're going to think I'm ignoring them. You're not ignoring. You're just ignoring getting bothered by it. That's what you're ignoring. You're ignoring that part of yourself <laughs> that wants to get hooked in. So I hope this helps. And thanks so much for listening. Please check out some of my other podcasts. And again, both of my books are available on audio at audible.com. And above all, remember, we can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.